can courage and fear coexist? That's something that we're going to be exploring today as we head into our third and final installment of this mini series on vulnerability. We're going to dig up some old beliefs. We're going to try on some new perspectives and hopefully walk away feeling more confident that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be our authentic, real selves as we market our brands and our businesses and we create company cultures in which people can feel seen, heard, and appreciated. So let's dive right in. Welcome to Strut It, a place where CEOs and entrepreneurs circle up and get real about how hard and deeply rewarding this whole forging your own path thing is. As a bold dreamer and innovator, it can feel like your house burns down 50 times each day as you try to build the non-conventional life you love. In this podcast, we will dance with the flames of uncertainty, self-doubt, and money scarcity as we build the business empire of our dreams so that we no longer fear the fire, but welcome the heat. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury, and I built a six-figure dance studio business from a Craigslist ad and a brilliant idea. Together, we strut through the flames of business ownership, sharing the crucial mindsets, strategies, and collaborations of a life and business dance full out. Welcome back to the show. If you missed yesterday's episode, make sure you go catch that. We uncovered the most common blocks that come up and fears that come up when we talk about getting vulnerable and really increasing our visibility online as we build our brand. Some of those blocks were fear of judgment, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and perfectionitis. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. But today, we are going to be talking about those old beliefs that come up when we are running our businesses, when we are CEOs and leaders in our companies, and we are wanting to build our brand authority online. So one of those old beliefs that I definitely struggled with for a really long time was feeling like I had to have all the answers. That as CEO of my company, I had to be the smartest one in the room. If there was a fire, I had to have a way to put it out. If there was a problem, I should have the solution because it's my company and I'm the leader. Another old belief I had was that no one could do it better than me. Surely no one would ever care about my company as deeply as I did and that ultimately I had to fall on the sword, I had to do it myself and that no one else could be trusted. So I'm curious for you, what are some old beliefs around vulnerability that maybe come up as you kind of think about being vulnerable within your organization and even within your heart, within within yourself? Because this this whole topic starts with our relationship with ourselves. So I know for me, a lot of that, those limiting beliefs are kind of rooted in some wounds in a fear of being left, in a fear of being abandoned. Uh, It's also kind of coming from a place of when I feel a lack of confidence, I tend to kind of overcompensate and overdeliver. And so I want you to think about what old belief that you might have around showing up and being more vulnerable. Do you feel like you have to have all the answers? Do you feel like no one can do it better than you? Do you feel like you can't ask for help? Do you feel that 
vulner showing vulnerability to a coworker or even to your own partner is a weakness. So really getting honest with what what do you think about vulnerability and and getting curious about those old paradigms and old belief systems. What I have found as running a company for 13 years is when I was running in that circle of those old beliefs that no one could do it better than me, no one else could be trusted, I have to have all the answers, I can't ask for help, that led directly to burnout, chronic fatigue, and resentment. Resentment of my coworkers, resentment of my clients, of my business. You know, most of us go into business because we think it's going to give us a sense of freedom. And I was starting to resent my business. I was starting to feel like, oh, this is just not even worth it. And so I knew that that was not sustainable for me anymore. And so I... I dug deep. I dug deep and I invested in a mentor that could essentially teach me how to be a better leader. Her name is Kiki Lovely. She's my business coach and uh, she is an expert at really training CEOs and leaders to embody their leadership. And I think that's kind of one myth that, that business owners kind of put on themselves is like, if it's your company, if it's your thing, you should just somehow magically know how to be an incredible leader. And I knew that there was a lot of room for improvement. I knew that being the best leader meant that I was always needing to learn new things and get better. And so I discovered another way of leading my team and another way of showing up. And of course, that trickle down into my sales and my marketing and how I spoke to people and how I spoke about who we serve and the problems they have and our solutions to their problems and and all of that. So what I started to do is I would hold team meetings every week. And instead of kind of coming into those meetings with my own agenda and not really wanting to listen to other people or, or putting that pressure on myself that I just had to have it all figured out, I would come to the team meetings and I would say, hey, I would love your feedback on this. I'm, you know, this process is not working great. It's feeling really clunky. How would you do it differently? And really starting to build an environment of collaboration where everyone's voices mattered, where I really valued other people's thoughts and opinions. And I took those to heart and I even started to get more into the energy of delegation, of trusting someone else with parts of my business that I never had before and letting go of some control, which for me is very difficult. As I started to delegate, as I started to really lean into the strengths of my team members, the results were incredible. We had a massive growth in our revenue. And we blew up on social media. And we worked with more couples in a year than we ever had before. And all of these things I don't think were a coincidence. It was when I finally opened myself up to getting help and not feeling like I had to be a one-woman show anymore, that it was actually safe for me to seek support in my business. That enabled us to move to our next level. So I ask you today, like, what is a belief that you want to move forward with? You know, is it that belief that I can ask for help? 
I can delegate this to someone else and it's going to be okay. I'm going to listen with my full body to my team members. I'm going to I'm going to listen more than I'm going to talk. I'm going to intentionally surround myself with people who have different perspectives than me. I'm going to admit when I don't have the answer. I'm going to admit when I need help. Getting curious about which of those resonates with you and just pick one. And I want to name that doing this work takes an immense amount of courage. It is not easy. It is not rosy. When you are shifting how you are showing up in the world and you're being more raw and real, it's completely normal to feel fear and uncertainty and that self-doubt. And in those moments, I invite you to step forward anyway. It's not that we need to not feel any fear to take action in this way or to, you know, it's not the type of thing where you're going to finally admit that you need help and you're just not going to feel any fear or constriction around doing so. It's going to be uncomfortable most likely, especially as you're new at being more vulnerable and open and raw and real. And what I want you to imagine is that we are not trying to kick fear to the curb. We are not banishing fear from the building. Fear is such an important part of you. It is there to keep you safe. It is there to ensure that nothing bad happens to you, right? It's a nervous system response of that fight or flight that wants to keep you safe. And maybe in the past, it wasn't safe for you to be vulnerable. Maybe it wasn't safe for you to speak your truth. But now you are an adult. You are the CEO of your company. You get to be the leader in your life. And how I coach myself through that fear is I say, hey, fear, I see you. I know that you're present because I am doing something uncomfortable. I am stepping out of my comfort zone. And part of doing that is that fear response, that biological response is going to be there. And I can still take action and practice courage alongside my fear. So courage is doing the thing even when you're scared, even when you're not totally confident, even when you're trying on something new or it's horribly uncomfortable for you to admit that you don't have the answer. Courage is still moving forward and taking action while you're feeling those feelings. That is courage. And so can courage and fear coexist? I believe absolutely yes. We can't have one without the other. They're both okay. They're both welcome. And you being here, doing this work, listening to this podcast tells me that you are courageous. And so I invite you today to look for evidence in your life of all those moments you have practiced courage, that you've embodied courage, that you were nervous, you were worried, you were scared, but you did the thing and you got through it. So collecting evidence of your courage will absolutely help boost your confidence. And like anything else, this is merely a practice. There is no end to this. There is no... I've mastered this and I'm just always courageous and there's never fear or I'm always vulnerable or whatever it is. This is a continual practice as you grow your business, as you scale to new levels, as you try new things in your marketing, as you post new content, 
as you bump up against your edges. This is just a skill to develop and practice over time. And I invite you to cozy up with fear and courage and invite them both to your table. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for this three-part mini-series. It has fed my heart to come back on this microphone and speak to all of you. I have missed our podcast community so much. And stay tuned because we are officially going to be launching season three soon. You're going to expect a little bit of a rebrand, some new cover art, some new guest topics and ideas. I am so excited and make sure you are subscribed to the show so you know when season three drops. And as always, send me a direct message on Instagram. I absolutely love being in conversation with you. Share this podcast with a business bestie. And I look forward to seeing you back here again real soon. I'm Elizabeth Marbury, and I want to thank you for being here. Let's keep the dance party going by hanging out on social media together. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Marbury or dance with me on TikTok at Wedding Dance Coach. If you love today's show, be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.